Once you are self-aware, you must make a change. Welcome to the Millionaire Woman Show, where we'll be discussing leadership, business, human potential, inspiring you to live rich from the inside out. Unlock your creativity, stretch out of your comfort zone, break through your barriers, take inspired action, and achieve epic results. Now here's your host, three-time best-selling author, speaker, and certified executive coach, Deborah Kozowski. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Millionaire Woman Show. I'm your host, Deborah Kozowski, and today I have Melanie Lipman. She is a New York-based image consultant and brand, personal branding expert who helps ambitious, high-powered women in male-dominated fields learn to use style to communicate confidence, build connections, and achieve next-level career growth. With a degree from Fashion Institute of Technology and having been a featured speaker for companies including Toyota, Charles Schwab, Pillsbury Law, Melanie is passionate about narrowing the gender wealth gap by helping women worldwide define their personal brand, making them more comfortable, confident, memorable, respected as the leader they are. Welcome to the show, Melanie. So happy to be here. <laughs> well, I thought it was really cool because we got started talking about temperature and where we are and that you have, I know you have some snow in New York and I'm here in Edmonton, Alberta, but it was cool for me because sometimes when I interview a guest from the U.S., they don't always work with people in Canada. So this is really cool to be able to know that you have worked with people in Canada, U.S. Have you worked anywhere else in the world as well? Yes. Yeah, so I have some clients in the UK. I've worked with someone that lives in Ghana. So that like, cool. I, here's cool. like the thing is, is that no matter where you are, you still want to feel great in your clothes. And a lot of the information I teach you, you know, we always think of clothes and we think shopping, but there's so much more to getting dressed than, than just shopping. It's really about teaching you how to feel confident in your clothes, what's working for you. So it stops feeling like trial and error. Yeah. And you know what, and we already eliminated one of the barriers, but that was one of my questions. Why do people hesitate working with a personal stylist or a style consultant? And what, what is the barriers that are holding them back? What's that mindset that they're telling themselves? So the majority of my women, the women that I work with are some of, some of the most intelligent people around, like CEOs of companies, CFOs, attorneys. And the biggest thing that kind of trips them up is that their clothes shouldn't matter. And if we're being honest, clothes shouldn't matter. Like yeah. they really shouldn't. Me as an image consultant, someone who has worked literally in the fashion industry my whole entire life, my parents had an accessory store. So I was born into it. What we wear should should not matter. So, but our clothes send messages. They send messages about who we are, um, what we're trying to accomplish, how innovative we are and all of the things. But besides sending the external and and, um, information. It also sends us messages as well. And the women that I work with, their form of imposter syndrome is kind of in their wardrobe. So they have all the things figured out. They've got coaching yeah. on business development. They got coaching on speaking, they got coaching on all of the things, but clothes are really the missing piece of the puzzle. So when someone comes to them and they say, Hey, Zebra, I need you to come to be, speak to my people next week. You're going to speak in front of a thousand powerful, amazing, ideal clients, their number one thought is, 
what am I going to wear? I don't know if I want to do that. As opposed to saying, ah, so there is this disconnect of vein. So this is superficial. I shouldn't be having to think about it. But what these women ultimately tell me is there are the number one reason they're not doing the big thing. Well, there's energy behind clothing. And, you know, I've heard people who are very intelligent, brilliant minds, you know, take the stage and they're the colors that they chose or something that just, or if they speak monotone, it doesn't really elevate their presence. Whereas mm-hmm. I think if you had a pop of color, it would grab a little bit more attention and radiate some energy from them, right? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so our clothes send messages about um, energy and messages. And also the, the great thing is, is that when we have, when we know the messages that we're sending, we also can alter things. So I have a lot of um, women that actually are introverts that I work with, but knowing that they say, well, sometimes I come off a little bit like shy in my mind, I'm being timid, but I may be coming across that. I think that I'm better than other people mm-hmm. or just like that, you know, the B word or stuff like that. But what we can do is actually use your clothes to create connection. So if you know that you naturally come across as introverted, we can have your clothes be a little bit more fun, a little bit more whimsical. So it could show that you're more dynamic. So one of the most important things that we want to do with our clothes and making sure that what we're wearing is aligned with what our messages are, because the worst thing to happen is that it causes confusion. So if you're saying to someone, I'm innovative, I really know I'm ahead of my field. I know all of the things that have to do with technology. And then you're showing up as someone who is not innovative, kind of looks a little bit dated. There's a disconnect and all of they think of is distrust. So we want to make sure that our clothes are aligned with how we're coming across. That's fascinating. I never thought about, you know, thinking about the personality that you want to pull out. I remember years ago, I went to photographer. He said, what is three words that you want your images to shout out? And I had never had anyone ask me that. And it really made me think because I gave three words and he came back and he's like, "Mm, I think you need to keep thinking. I think that I think you can do better than that after, you know, talking to me, getting Mm -hmm. to know me a little bit. And then he came back and he goes, "Ah, I think we're almost there, but I think you need to keep working on it. So it's interesting to me, like, we talk about dressing the part dressing for success and people will downplay that because they'll say, you know, like I, like you mentioned earlier that you, I have this brilliant message. It shouldn't matter. But I remember, you know, taking my kids to sporting events and the teams that had the track matching track suits or the more elite players, they were always wearing the suit and tie. And I do totally believe it has a psychological aspect um, about the belief in yourself Mm-hmm. Um, years ago, I, I ran, was going into this um, clothing store, this boutique with my daughter, and she was about eight, nine years old. And she ran in and she saw that there was all these hats around. And I walk in and she goes, mom, 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 come, come try on these hats. And I'm like, Krista, I do not look good in hats. And this little lady came from around the corner, waving her finger at me. And she's like, that's what you tell yourself. That's what you tell yourself. There's always going to be the right hat for you. So I would love for you to share, you know, if you have a story about what someone has told themselves and how you got them to shift to believing that it's possible for them to show up and elevate their presence. Because really, it's about elevating who you are and how you show up. 
So one of the things that I just want to touch upon and what you were talking about before with the the sporting events, there's actually studies that's, um, that have been done called enclosed cognition. And you give someone a white lab coat and you tell them it's a lab coat and they automatically perform better because they people think that they're a doctor. You, they gave it to the other 50% a painter's coat and told them that they were a painter and they did not make decisions like a, a doctor would. So it really has to do with having certain things. And one of the things that I really love teaching my clients is kind of have a totem, have something like a word that you're leaning towards that can make you feel, feel powerful because it's really important to step into that. So um, to answer your other question about the transformation is a lot of my clients come to me when they are kind of in this transformational period, whether they are trying to get into the C-suite or trying to get into a leadership role, or they have went off and they've started their own law firm, or um, or maybe they've been in a leadership position for about a year and they're looking around and they're like, I belong here, <laughs> sort of thing. So it's really about kind of using your clothes to help you step in and to embody that person. So a lot of my favorite thing to do is for someone to come to me and say, my clothes are fine. They're okay. Like, you know, I had, a, I was on the phone with a client last week and she's like, my clothes are more than fine. Like I am in my, I am a CFO of a company. I have my dream job. Like I am at the pinnacle point of my career. Like I, I got it. I don't have to explain anything to anyone. Yeah. I deserve a million and 10% to be at this table. She goes, but, when I have to go do the thing or I have to stand in front of the board or someone else walks in the room and they're super chic and super polished, I start to feel small and I start to feel like I am not stepping into my power. So my favorite thing to do is help my clients be that person because clothes are a part of our identity. So they can actually make us feel more ready to do things, step in, do the big ask. So it's really about using your clothes to help elevate what's coming to you and really, really step into your next level. And that leads me to when I work with coaching clients as well, we talk about the environment that they set their desk up to be, where their productivity is. And it's amazing, like they're blown away that if you add a plant or, you know, a candle or, you know, keeping it all clear and, you know, creating your environment so it represents your personality, mm -hmm. like your clothing, how much more productive and how much more they show up in that elevated presence. So what types of opportunities have you seen women pass up because they don't have clothes to suit the occasion? There's two different types of opportunities. There's the ones that they um, unintentionally pass up because they are in a room and something is being said maybe offhandedly or like there's a nuance or an innuendo. Oh, we're meeting for lunch tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. Like something that like, sometimes there's like a, the, the, the boys club and like they have to say it's you to say, oh, I, I invited you and you didn't come up, but you like <laughs> not being 110% present. So no. they're kind of not like, because they're too busy fixing their skirt or they're too busy being like, oh, there's a hole in my pantyhose or like whatever the thing is that right. they're not really, you know, there being 100% present and they're missing out on the new ones. So there's the kind of the things that they're being passed over. The other things are, they may not show like they're ready enough. Like I've had clients that they will go and say, hey, I really want that board position. 
like, you know, they'll go to a mentor and be like, why do I keep getting passed up for the board position? And they'll say, well, they, they'll say, well, can I just share with you one of the pieces of being the board position is, you know, every quarter you're going to have to present and you have to go to this conference and you have to go to that. And you're not, you don't really seem like you want to be a person who is the center of attention that has visibility that is going to be representing us. So you kind of are not really showing like you want to be, want to have that is how you're presenting yourself because you're wearing all black, you're wearing all gray, you're wearing all navy, you're not really asking to be front and center. And then I literally have heard people that have told me like, I just got invited to the most fabulous dinner of these women that I would like love to be in a room with. I don't know if I want to go. Cause you know what? I need to lose 10 pounds and I need to do this or I need to do that. Yeah. So when I'm ready, I'll, I'll go back and tell the person that I'll come, but I don't know if I want to go now, which you're not getting the invitation the second time. Hey, it's a great right. invitation. And you don't want to pass up those opportunities because like you said, they're not going to come a second time unless you're totally in demand. But if you're thinking, well, I'll lose that 10 pounds. Well, that could be a while from now mm-hmm. and other things come up and you might have other opportunities and you're, you're going to miss up out and you want to be able to say yes more often. But it, I, what you said was wearing all black and or you know wearing the same type of clothing but i've often heard wearing neutral makes you look like you come from wealth so i would love for you to expand on that because you know it would be cool to see some of that pop of color so share with us a little bit of your experience with that Mm -hmm. so a lot of um working with a lot of women that work that work in male dominated fields they kind of there's this like written and unwritten rule of how you should dress um sort of a little bit like if they don't know you know if it's not so blaringly obviously that you're a woman they may not realize sort of thing so it's like let's wear the male you know the female version of a man's suit and kind of just look the part look the part look the part look like you belong um my mom used to always tell me put your head down and wear beige you know a lot of fake it till you make it sort of situation but when you get point in your career where you're like I deserve to be here. I've done my time. Yeah. That's when you get to decide how you show up. And that's where people like to work with people that they know, like, and trust. We all know this. But when you get to be more you, when you get to have your own personality, when you get to have your own style. And when I speak with clients about, you know, seeing someone that, that, Feel, that looks confident and they want to emulate them. Like, oh, she always looks so polished. She always looks together. She always knows the right thing to wear. When we read right. break down, it's not the outfit, it's the confidence. And that's where the work that I do is so different than hiring a personal stylist, a personal shopper using a subscription box is because I teach you how to tap in like that photographer was trying to do with you, how to tap into what your inner confidence is and have it shine out through the outside as opposed to using other people's solutions and saying, well, this worked on this person. Why don't you try it? You know, gray is the hot color. Why don't we wear gray? So stop trying trends and everything's and really learning how to, to show up at your most confident self, because that's where the connection happens. Because really, how long do trends actually last? Like two minutes, if you're lucky, just because they're, they're trying to sell you something else. Yeah, they want to be trendy. They just want to be stylish, fashionable. They don't want to be 
They don't want to date it in front of you. Like, let's be real. <laughs> yeah. And like, how do you ditch men's suit in effort to fit in? Uh, like what to wear instead? Because I know sometimes I will put on a suit jacket and I just feel like I look boxy. I'm not comfortable. Mm-hmm. And it shows when I, because I'm so much adjusting, right? When we're not comfortable. So mm-hmm. how do you help ditch that suit and to really show up with that personality? You have to find your own new version of a suit. So it's so interesting, like being working with a lot of litigators, like, yes, there is a time and a place when you need to probably wear a suit, but nine times out of 10 now, you don't need to, you just need to have your own version of it. So for some women, it's a long sleeve dress for other women, it's separate. Um, So really understanding what your own formula is that makes you feel powerful, that you can be in the same room with a man man wearing suits and you look like you're at the same formality, but you're showing up more like you. When you know what you're working towards and you understand what makes you feel confident, you stop the second guessing, you stop the you know, relying on trial and error, you feel like you can get out of the suit because you stop living in the shoulds and you start living in like, this makes me feel amazing. Yeah. And it's interesting you said the long sleeve dress because I would have no problem putting on a dress because to me, a dress is my power outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, but not to think that I could treat that like a suit. So I, I really appreciate that because you can show up in a long sleeve dress and feel just as powerful as someone in a suit and not have to feel like you're boxed in. And constricted in all of the things. It's so interesting. I always like, say to my clients, like, why do they make sheath dresses? Like, stop buying, stop buying dresses without sleeves. Because you're yeah. for life trying to find the right jacket to go with it. Just and that's the, and that's dress, interesting that you say that because it was several years ago. I had uh, met up with a fashion consultant in California. I, we had just met in person for the first time. And she says, I just have to tell you, sometimes your style is kind of predictable. And it was because of that dress. It was a default because mm-hmm. I thought that was the way to go. Right. And now I've ch- changed things up significantly because I kept thinking about that statement. You don't want your style necessarily to be predictable. Um, maybe you can help expand on this. This is a good thought. So, you know, when we think of Jackie O as mm-hmm. an example, it's a signature style and people can associate, you know, a signature haircut, si- signature style to Jackie O or some other people like when you go shopping, there might be somebody you're shopping for and you'll be like, she would look good in this. This is her style. But there's a difference between having that signature style and being predictable. (laughs) So I'd love for you to help. uh, What does it take to help people find that signature style? So what it is, is what you're, what you're describing is like, it's your own personal brand. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of like, you see a color, you think of someone, you see jet, you know, the Gucci glasses, you think of Jackie O you, there's like a certain color. Like I have a a client, one of her signature, her signature is like red cowboy boots. So whenever anyone sees red cowboy boots, she gets an email. So it's, and that is (laughs) branding. Like that is amazing. Like someone sees a color, they see a thing, they automatically think of you, but that's where you kind of know what your power pieces are. And that's where it comes to color and it comes to fit. Like this is where the guesswork comes out, where you have your own signature style when it comes to elements, as opposed to, I have women that when they come to work with me, they have their uniform. They like a pair of pants. They buy it in every color. They like a shirt. They buy it in every color. Yeah. That's the button, but that's when you get stuck in a rut. And that's when you kind of look predictable where you can't tweak. But I love teaching my clients is have, giving them the rules, giving the foundation so they feel confident enough to know when and how to tweak. 
So if you're on a business trip and you spill some wine on your shirt, you can go and buy a new one and know exactly what you're buying as opposed to being like, oh, I, my, my perfect shirt, it's ruined. I'm never getting dressed again. <laughs> and simple tweaks, like I, I'm curious, by changing someone's appearance just with their clothing, can you actually make them look lighter, uh, younger in how they present themselves? Oh, 1 million percent. Like I, I don't love talking about um, like how to look tall or how to look thinner. Like I feel like yeah. it's like the fashion industry and it's like the male, you know, like idea. But of course, a woman would get on the phone and she's like, can you make me look like I lost 10 pounds? Like, let's be real. Right. And it is so simple. It's with little tweaks. Like, like you were saying boxy. Yeah. Like just the switch of your jacket. It's there's so much nuance in clothes. And what I love about what I do is clothes get to create optical illusions. So we get to create those optical illusions with the clothes that you already have, but just knowing what to do with it. And when you know your own formula, you can look at something and say, this works, this doesn't, or how to tweak it. So like for some clients, it's like we raise the height of their, their sleeve or their blazer. And it just automatically makes them look more pearl together. Wow. Someone, you need to tuck your shirt in. Like they don't always love to hear that, but there's usually a very small nuance that makes and breaks things and elongates, um, makes you look slimmer and all of the things, but it's really just knowing what to focus on. So you get to let everything else go away. There's so much information out there. You yeah. just need your information. Yeah. And it can be so simple. Like I know that your family had an accessory store. So as simple as a belt can mm -hmm. cha change the way a shape of a body. Yeah. So one of the things that I have my clients do is they have them go, like, take, uh, take a picture of what you're wearing every single week. And one of my clients literally just wrote me, she's like, so, <laughs> and I was like, if you literally just tucked your shirt in, like everything would be like just a little half time. Really? told her exactly like sent her a little video. This is how to do it. She's like, I have to tell you like, and we like in a group people like did it. I'm like, you just literally like got four inches taller. Like it's just, it's so simple. That's and and that inches taller is probably more in her confidence of how right. she's carrying mm -hmm. herself, right? Because a lot of times we don't realize we're cutting ourselves in half with clothes. Like we're totally, as opposed to creating proportional balanced outfits. Like yeah. I can make someone who has very broad shoulders, not look like they have such broad shoulders, like, but it's just knowing those little tweaks. Yeah. Fascinating. So how choosing to dress from a sense of should and how does it impact the confidence and connection and authenticity when they communicate? Mm -hmm. So I, I, I can relate it back to coaching. So I um, just got back a, a few months ago. I am in a mastermind and we all flew all the way to Portugal and we thought that there was 25 of us in there and we thought that Rose was going to tell us what's going to be the needle mover to drive our business and all of that stuff. And of course she gave us some information, but ultimately what we learned to do is learn to trust ourselves mm -hmm. that we're all so outside, you know, looking like on social media, on YouTube, give me a tip, give me a this, just tell me like if someone said, if you would literally stood on your head for five minutes and this would be easier, <laughs> most of us would go and do it. Right. But it's actually <laughs> learning your own version of it because there's so many shoulds out there. Like, ugh, like you shouldn't wear black. You shouldn't, you should, you should, you should, you should. Right. And it's something that someone picked up along the way. Like I've even said to a client, like, she's like, oh, I can't, I can't wear floral. And I was like, where'd that come from? 
well, my yeah. sister, blah, 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 blah. And she actually went back and asked her sister. She goes, I just wanted your shirt. <laughs> I love that. I love that. You were bad and wore out. Like, yeah. Well, it's like not wearing white after Labor Day. And I'm right. like, but there's winter white. So exactly. I, I don't get it. Like they give you so many rules again to keep you to go shopping and buying more stuff. So right. it's really learning your own sense of rules and really learning to trust yourself and that you can be good at getting dressed and you could actually have fun with it and enjoy it as opposed to feeling like you need to always be like on a fashion magazine or going to someone who's going to tell yeah. you what to wear. No one can tell you how to feel confident. What's the number one fashion rule that you have in your closet? If I don't like it, it needs to go. So there's no attachment <laughs> because, because mm -hmm. people I know, you know, a girlfriend of mine is having a decluttering challenge right now. And that's one of the things that they say, you know, but I might need it someday, or I don't need to get rid of it because I still use it, even if no. it's dated. <laughs> so here's like the thing is that we have to realize that we're all kind of working towards something like something bigger than us, whether it is a goal, whether it is, I want to do a Ted talk or something. And then unless your clothes is speaking to that person and really aligning, it's going to keep bringing you back to a different version of yourself. Mm. So while it's great to have a whole bunch of stuff and feel prepared, but let's be real. If someone invites you to like, I'm making it up a wedding in Hawaii, you're not going to want to wear your dress from 10 years ago. I mean, maybe right. it still fits you and that's wonderful, but it doesn't fit you. It doesn't <laughs> feel like you. Like it's like, it's from like a different version of you. You right. want to make sure that every single thing in there is not a false set of options, that they're only things that really are helping you get to your next level. Mm -hmm. So it, there's something to be said that when you walk into your closet, like Marie Kondo, that when you touch it and feel it, if it doesn't bring you joy, it's time to let go of it. And uh, the joy is, I mean, joy is all like, you know, but it could be nostalgia, of it, but <laughs> I think that once you know what you're working towards, right. Then you like, if we, cause what I do for my clients is we create um, a, a style blueprint. So you understand what your next level style is. And then we talk about all of the tangible things that has to do with it. So it's colors, it's prints, it's, you know, how things should fit you and all of that. So you very quickly be like, well, this isn't aligned with what I'm working towards. So bye. And because what ends up happening is that you still keep going in your closet and you feel like you have nothing to wear because nothing goes together. Where if you kind of only have the good stuff can put together outfits, then you could figure out what are those gaps that you need to fill as opposed to I have all this random stuff that one day may work. And I always will tell people if you're, if you have trouble letting go with, of something and it feels like something is going to happen, go put in Tupperware under your kid's bed for two months. If you don't end up missing it, there's your, <laughs> there's your answer. If you need to do like the, the, the yellow light, as opposed to the green light to get, <laughs> to get rid of it. There you go. So one of the things is that next style level you know, alignment with the goals. And, you know, as people get clarity with goals, they might not know what that next level might look like. Mm -hmm. how, how do you help people see what that next level could be for them? So let's say they, maybe they're a middle manager and they just got moved into a senior position. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, there's a few things that I do with clients. Um, one of them is I do an amazing, I was, went through, um, Tara Moore has this training program for women. It's called playing bigger. So, um, and it's really about helping women step into their next level self. So she has an amazing visualization where you go and meet your next level self. So I'll have my clients go through that. Um, and so it may not be seeing yourself a hundred percent 
um, as what you're going to be wearing, but it's a great opportunity for you to start asking questions and developing what that looks like for you. Um, and then another thing that I work on with, with my clients is some alter ego exercises. Because as women, we are very quick to tear ourselves down. I constantly will hear from clients, that looks good on her, would look terrible on me. Like you talk, yeah. you literally take yourself out of it. So what I do is I take you out of it. I'm like, bye, it's not you, never mind. So we create this whole entire, like, you know, I have had clients and there's so much fun that like one of my clients has become Wonder Woman, like another client, you know, created this alter ego that has like a differentiator of her name and she wears leather and she's really sexy. Totally something, someone who's not that at all, but she's like excited about trying it. So yeah. once you create this alter ego, you can try in these different personalities, these different hats, if you will, and see like what feels good on you and come from a place of curiosity as opposed to that, mm, not happening. So you could really then start to step into that person. I know like as business owners, we're, we're so scared to make those like bad decisions, right? So it all yeah. kind of will hold us back. I know for me, like letting go of some of my, my inbox or letting go of certain things. Right. <laughs> but you can't, unless you see yourself, it's like, no, someone who's a seven figure business owner does not go and file things in their inbox. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it's the same thing with your clothes. Like, yeah. She doesn't hold on to 20 year old holy t-shirts. She goes to like bed in expensive, nice, you know, clothing and she wears beautiful socks and all of those things. Yeah. So it's really kind of having fun with it and seeing what's possible. As you were saying that the first thing that came to my mind is thinking about the person who, you know, decides to put in some leather or decides to be Wonder Woman. It's having that courage to step into that alter ego but what that tells me, it's the quality, it's the characteristic of that mm -hmm. ego. It's the ability to take risk. And then mm -hmm. if you can have kind of a, that little bit of an edge to your outfit or how you carry yourself, you're going to be more likely to take risks in yes. life. We take, and then when I teach my clients is we figure out like what your totem is. So like, what's the thing that you need? So if you're having that scary moment, like I have a bracelet on my wrist, no one can see, but it's like literally a black, it's like a black string with a diamond on it. Yeah. And that's like my, your boss, <laughs> put on your big girl panties and go make a good decision. <laughs> <laughs> but when you, when I look yeah. down on that, I'm like, stop playing small already. Like, because that is women. We flip flop because we have to wear so many hats already. We're mm -hmm. moms, wives, we scrub toilets sometimes, like all of the things. Yeah. And then you're like 10 minutes, I'm standing here delivering this message or I have to write this powerful email. <laughs> you need yeah. You step into the person, the person, and that's what your clothes get to do. They get to transform yeah. that person really, yeah. really. Quickly. And it's almost like uh, your clothing shows up before you do, right? Because you walk into the room and you you show up. So, how do you communicate your personal brand when it comes to public speaking opportunities specifically? Mm -hmm. So it's something that I love teaching upon, and there's actually very many facets to it. Um, but one of the key things is you always want to be your brand. You always want to feel comfortable. Like you want to make sure that you are being able to play full out as you're speaking. Um, but really asking some, some of the hard questions to really figure out about the stage that you're speaking on, about the message and really think it through. Um, so many women will tell me like, you know, I've spent so much time thinking about my talk, working on my talk, practicing the talk. And then literally the night before I go to speak on a stage and I 
my outfit and like I take out my whole entire closet or they go in panic shop and they buy something and they spend way more money than they ever thought that they would spend. But this was going to be the thing. This was going to be the outfit. And then yeah. the outfit. So it's really about using the same intention about having that style strategy and just making sure that it really fits for a stage. Um, I can just give it a, a really quick tip that I use with a lot of my clients, like to really know what the stage looks like, because no one is going to be having their eyes on you hundred percent of the time, but you need to easily be found. So if the stage is all black, don't be wearing black on that stage. So really know what the stage color is so you can easily be found on there because they're looking down at their phone at some point, but they can go and find you. Yeah, that's a very important point because even like if you hear that they're going to be using blue lighting or the curtains are all blue and you're wearing a blue outfit, you know, there's your head. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So it's interesting. And I, and I know that when you, were, you know, doing stuff with your mom and dad in the accessory shop and you had this uniform you kind of created for yourself. And mm-hmm. how many outfits on average would, you know, you work with a lot of lawyers, mm-hmm. how many outfits would they normally have? Cause it is kind of like a uniform everyday thing where they can have fun in the evenings or on the weekends. So I really focus with my clients on something that is called a cluster. So we all are, you know, we think of this idea of capsule wardrobe and we're kind of like excited about it. Ooh, do less with more. But what ends up happening with that is that you kind of get bored really quickly and no one's, it's not so clear, but you actually need four capsule wardrobes because you need one for each season. So it's a lot more clothes than you think it is, but because it's so reliant on things being very, very monotone, a lot of my clients feel like it lacks personality. So what I teach my clients is to create clusters, which is about how to be really, really specific about the colors that we're focusing on and making sure that everything in your wardrobe is mixed and matching. So it can take you from the office to go meet a friend for drinks. And then if you go to something at your kid's school, you can easily just switch one or two things to adjust the formality. And you're just, it's kind of like, again, a puzzle, like you're adding and switching and changing. And it feels very fluid as opposed to feel like you need 10 different wardrobes for the 10 different things you need to show up. Especially when, if you're traveling for work, right. And people are wanting to, and this has been a challenge and I've been able to play with it, but when you travel and you want to stay with a carry on, you know, you need to have stuff that you can just, that has the versatility because you, you check the bag, you're not guaranteed that your bag is going to be there. You have this talk or you have this presentation to do. And then all of a sudden you're panicking because you don't have the outfit that you thought you had. I'm the queen of the carry-on. I've gone to LA for two weeks in a carry-on. I went to Portugal in a carry-on. Like I- No way. <laughs> yup. It's, it's a funny thing because I actually posted about it on Instagram. And my cl- I'm like, look, I practice what I preach because I'm so, my clients love it because what we do is I'm like, I don't want you the night before to throw your whole closet in your bag. Right. Like, no, like that's what I used to do. Like, and then yeah. I get there with the overage and my husband would be like, why is your bag 30 pounds overweight? What's in there? And I'm like, Uh, wow. That's amazing. I'm going to go find your post right away because I'm always looking for tips and tricks of how to do that between shoes, between, Mm -hmm. you know, making sure that like taking things with you, like, do you take the blow dryer? Do you take the curling iron? Do you take these things? And I want room for clothes. And then you're like a sweater. I know in Canada, we have some bulky sweaters. I was on a speaking engagement this past weekend and I took the sweater out because it took up half the suitcase because it was bulky. And it's right. like either that or you wear it as your travel. Right. Wear and it on. 
right? Yeah. And all of that. But it's kind of really going through. But when you have a strategy, and I will tell my clients, like, let's figure out worst case scenario. Let's let's pretend the queen is inviting you to dinner, and like that you have, because like that's like what goes in your head, right? All of a sudden, you're like, what if I meet up with a couch friend? Like, I need to do casual outfit. So yeah. kind of like, let's talk about all of the things, and yeah. then really sure that you have everything in your closet and that's where I will I teach my clients to only wear pack two colors so everything can be easily interchanged so and also like maybe having some skirts and tops and pants so you have just so many more options yeah yeah I'm gonna find that post (laughs) and one of the things I wanted to ask you know people think that they already don't have it and it's interesting because I was tested like the same thing. My girlfriend, you know, says you can find a lot of stuff in your house to style up a, a room. You don't have to necessarily go out and break the bank and everything. And I know that that's true when it comes to styling your closet. So I'd love for you to talk about what shopping your closet looks like. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting. So I have a five week program and most people come to it and they're like, I'm just going to let you know, like, I have nothing in my closet. Like, my closet is terrible. Like, it's horrible. And what they end up learning is they actually have a a lot of stuff in their closet and a lot of great stuff in their closet. We're just such creatures of habit where we buy a pair of pants and we buy the blouse with it. And that is all we know how to do. Or we buy, you know, a color and we put it with black. And like, that is how we, how we get dressed. But when you know, like, how to mix and match, you have so many outfits in your closet you're just wa- that are just waiting to be worn. And it's also, some of it is getting rid of the stuff that's not working so you could find the thing like <laughs> that you need. So you once you know the rules and once you know what's working for you, it's so much easier to get dressed, to have more options. And then all you probably need to do is figure out what are the one or two gaps that you need to fill, that like the things that you keep looking for that you keep needing, And just fill those in. Like, it's not like you don't need a whole entire new closet. You just need some more clarity of what to do with it. Because it's often, you know, maybe the ivory pants or vice versa, the top that you add in. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thanks. You've sparked a lot of ideas. I'm ready to jump into my closet and (laughs) hey, what what can I do? What can I do? (laughs) What would be two staples everyone should have? I hate this question. Only because (laughs) I feel like everyone is different. Yes. Um, yeah. And I never like giving like just advice or save it, but what two things I would say that most, most of my clients don't have and they need yeah, um, would be a belt that fits well, because typically, you know, tucking your shirt in is something that's really, really powerful. Um, and having a well fitting bra, like can make or break an outfit. So those are two things that I think every woman should have in their closet. That's awesome. So a couple of questions that we like to ask here on the Millionaire Woman Show is what is one book that has the, has had the biggest impact on your life? There's so many, um, but I do love Playing Bigger by Tara Moore. That is um, really has helped me and help my clients step into the next level version of yourself. And as someone that's a coach to kind of see where some of the blind spots are, um, when we are trying to step into our next level and how we could very quickly take us out, take us out of the game. Yeah. Um, so that's been very, very powerful for me. And another question that I have for you, what does it mean to you to live rich from the inside out? To be happy with what I have at the moment. That's lovely. And, and, you know, that, that resonates with that peace of mind. Mm-hmm. 
and um, just to be present more than mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. And just self-trust is the most important thing. Like I, I work with a mindset coach and I sent her a message yesterday morning and I got off a call with someone else that I hired to do something. And she was telling me the 75 things that I was doing wrong. And I literally said this message, like I'm powerful and I'm smart and I know my client and I know myself. Why am I listening to someone else? (laughs) (laughs) And it's like you said, going back to trusting yourself, right? Right. I'm like, totally. Totally. It's about trusting ourselves. I think that's the whole journey. Exactly. <laughs> the whole life journey is all about connecting and understanding that it comes down to trusting ourselves to know what we need to be doing. Totally. Yeah. How can people stay in touch with you, Melanie? This has been such a phenomenal interview and, you know, getting to know not only about clothes, but how can we showcase our personality? I would love for people to know how they can continue to connect with you. I know you have a free offer for us as well um, yeah. to share with everyone here. Absolutely. I hang out on LinkedIn a lot. I'm on Instagram. I'm on TikTok actually, but on my website, there is a free guide for the professional stores that I shop at for clients. There are Canadian ones on there because I do work with a a number of Canadian clients as well. So it's um, a free guide to where to find professional clothes that are actually stylish. And through that, you'll also get some of my best advice for really learning to lean into your style, learn to how to make the best of your wardrobe and how to fill in those gaps if need be. Oh, this has been fabulous. And I love hearing that there's Canadian Canadian stores on there as well. Um, <laughs> I want to thank you, Melanie, for sharing uh, some time with us, giving us some in your New York accent and uh, giving us that sense of style of how to showcase who we are and bring out that personality so we can lead our best lives and really elevate ourselves to the style level that we need to be. Thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you everyone for joining us here on the Millionaire Woman Show. You can also hop on to my website at www.debrakasowski.com where you're going to get your free PDF of Reset Your Mindset and help you take on the day. Whenever you feel like you're off, that's a document you can refer to just to get your headset and mindset back, back in the game. As Muhammad Gandhi said, be the change you wish to see in the world and go out and make today great. Thanks everyone. <laughs>